Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello. Hi, is this Paige? Yeah, speaking. Hi, it's Glenn from My Millennial Money. How are you? Glenn, hi, I'm well. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for letting me track your number down and have a chat to you. (laughs) No, thanks for calling. I'm looking forward to our chat. (laughs) I know. So we're going to talk about your story of getting rid of $36,000 worth of Mm -hmm. debt paid off in 17 months. Hey, if you're in debt, I know that it's really tough and it is a long game and it can be a struggle. So if that's you, I want you to be encouraged. This episode, I interview Paige, who got out of an enormous amount of debt. Uh, She was intentional and you'll be so encouraged by this episode. If you're new to My Millennial Money, welcome. And if you don't know who I am, my name's Glenn James. I am the host of My Millennial Money. I'm not a journalist, I'm not a writer, I'm not a blogger. I am a retired financial advisor. I worked for over 12 years helping people at the coalface do better with their money and I can show you how you can also be intentional with your money. So do you want to get clarity with your goals, with your money, intentional with your life this year? Well, if you want to, listen for the next 30 seconds. If you've already heard about our My Money Journal, just click 30 seconds forward because I'm going to talk about it right now. Uh, We've got My Money Journal and it's a tool that you can buy on the website. Uh, We will post it to you. It's under $50 and it will guide you through step-by-step ways to unpack your thoughts, unpack your goals, unpack your dreams, your career plans, everything like that. It is the most highly rated thing that we've put out uh, with an average of 9.5 stars out of 10. Like it's wild. There's also an electronic version that can be downloaded on the shop as well, but there's a link in the show notes. So if you want to support the podcast and get intentional with your money this year, it's still the start of a new year. There is still time. You can purchase a My Money Journal and we will get it to you. My challenge to you is, what is one thing that you can do in your life to head towards becoming debt-free? My other challenge to you is, what principles, if you are debt-free, can you learn from Paige and her story about generating more income to put towards your goals? And thirdly, if you know somebody who's struggling with their money and with debt, maybe it's easier just to forward this episode to them. I'm really pumped. Thank you so much, guys. We'll uh, talk to you soon. $12,000 credit card debt, $2,000 in afterpay and zip pay. Aren't, aren't they supposed to be blessings? Look, they were at the time. <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you what I brought with it. My, my makeup kit um, totally. thought it was a blessing at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> $2,000 in fines and a 20 grand car loan. That's right. So you smashed all that 
in 17 months. Yeah, it was just a little bit over a year, like just, yeah, yeah. Ar- around a year and a half, just shy. I, I, my goal was September and I knocked it off, yeah, pretty much start off. Yeah. So. Now, these are the points that you made and I, I might ask you about them. Uh, write it down, find better deals, meal prep, surveys for cash. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Get rid of blood-sucking relationships. <laughs> And you talked about mindset and all that stuff. So, I kind of say people like, don't bother paying off any debt until you've resolved that you're actually sick of living that way. Well, that's right. And and understanding what debt it is that you want to get rid of, like what it is that you want to prioritize, what you're happy to maybe have in the background for a little bit longer, but what you are actually serious about extinguishing. And for me, it all kind of started with having a chat to someone that put all of that into context. Um, yeah, I sat down with a mentor at the time, a work mentor, and we just had established that I kind of had all my ducks in in a row, I guess, for everything in my life except for my money. I was pumping out all these career goals and all these health goals and all this other stuff, but my money was crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, d- I, did, I didn't know what I was doing with my money and I didn't realise that that had so much of an impact on all, all these other goals that I was trying to tackle. Yeah. You know, I was super stressed about money all the time and my pay would come in and it would be gone the next day and I wondered why I had all this lingering stress and we sat down and realised it was because I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my money. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess just for context, Paige isn't your real name. We're keeping you anonymous <laughs> due to your industry and all that crap. But, yeah. but, 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 like, what, like, do you earn 40 grand a year? Do you earn 180 grand? Like, you know, no, could, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Um, so, a bit of context. I work in the criminal justice kind of realm, um, studied a Bachelor of Social Science at uni, majored in criminology and criminal justice. So, law's kind of my deal. <laughs> um, I worked in a jail, then I worked for the police, and now I'm working for one of the big four in their financial crime space. So, um, I, I've been at both ends of the spectrum um, and, and when I kind of had this first initial chat and when I got serious about what the hell I was doing with my money, I, I was at that lower end of the spectrum. So, I was... Where is your salary at now-ish? Um, 120. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah. and this is it, like you're not earning chicken feed, but if yeah. you, you know, 12 months ago, if mm-hmm. you didn't decide that this is just not on... Mm. Uh, you just really, or it's more than 12 months, 17 months, mm. like it just, you would not be be able to save money, build good habits, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have had the safety blanket to take the risk that I took to get me to 120. I, yes. I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had my little um, cushiony little safety blanket to say stuff that I'm going to leave my state government job that's super cruisy and cushiony and it's never going to go anywhere. I wouldn't have had my little three months kitty in the back pocket to think, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this this leap and this jump. Totally. So, yeah. the first point you said was write it all down and be real with yourself. So, did you use any type of system, any type of budget? Did you just, how did you do that? Yeah, totally not sponsored anyone that's listening, but I used your spending plan. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it didn't. I first started off just on like a little Excel um, yeah. D- DIY kind of what I get paid and then kind of where my money was going. It worked for a little while. It works, I guess, for you to just nut it all out initially. But I think if you if you really want to knuckle down and, and you want to really fast track things, you've got to account for every single dollar um, that comes, that goes, that's that's owed, that's, you know, forecasted. It's you really have to account for all of that. And my little DIY just wasn't doing that. So you literally just you punched everything in and then just automated the crap out of every single dollar that came into my bank account. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you get a good spending plan in place and the debt will pay itself off. And literally. you really won't you really won't feel that much different in terms yeah. of like it's so amazing. Like People go, oh, we saved 20 grand in one year by getting the spending plan. That's a lot of freaking money. Um, mm-hmm. But the best way to get a pay rise is to manage your money uh, mm-hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so motivating as well to just know what your last payment date's going to be or what your kind of timeline's going to look like. For me, it was about punching the numbers in and realizing I could really like literally do this in two years and, and knowing that there's an end in sight. For me, that was the motivator. Whereas before you just pay your minimum payments or you're just putting an extra hundred bucks aside, you don't really know when that's going to come to an end. <laughs> yeah. And I'm told never to ask a lady her age, but <laughs> perhaps you could give me a, a range, if not the exact age. <laughs> no, totally. I think, let's be real, it's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm 26. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. So, you're at a, a really good age mm. now to really, really, really know deep into your innermost being that <laughs> debt has not and will not serve you well long term. Yeah, precisely. And I think I just, I got it all out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did all the traveling and I did all the, the spending and all the, you know, oh, designer oh, handbagging. Oh, I know you did all the spending. <laughs> you can see clearly. You just did it with money that wasn't yours. Precisely. Oh. But at least I got it out of the way. Totally, still, totally. Can I, can I still class myself as mid-20s, early 20s? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, how, so if you had the two grand of after pay and zip pay, two grand mm-hmm. in fines, what did you get fined for? Unregistered, <laughs> uninsured or something? Um, it was some speeding tickets and using my mobile phone a very long time ago while I was driving and I just payment planned it and yep. I just thought it's a tomorrow issue and yep. yeah. And then you had the 12 grand credit card debt and then the 20 grand car loan. So yeah. did you kind of debt snowball, um, pay the little loss first or did you do the interest rate approach? How did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to get rid of the fines. Um, I think that was the most embarrassing of yeah. all my debt and it was it was the most unnecessary. So, to me, it was, you know, pay the government back first and then worry about my consumer issues. Yeah. So, I, I just, yeah, I buggered that off. I think that was in, in two pay cycles. I just, um, yeah, went without for those two pays and just smashed that. And then that was when I kind of initiated my little snowballing effect. Got rid of the, I think it was the afterpay was like a couple of hundred and then, yeah, worked out what my interest was for, for my other um, my other debts and then snowballed based off what was going to save me the most in interest repayment. Sure, sure. Uh, you talk about finding better deals. So, in this kind of autopsy of I need to manage this, I've got to get a spending plan, You can you, it really makes you go through the line items and mm. it's a good exercise not to do it all at once, but it could be like, okay, that line item there, I need to research that. So, mm-hmm. what was it? I guess, some of the bigger deals or one of the bigger deals that you got? 
Yeah, um, probably my phone bill. I think I popped that in the group as well that um, I was paying over $100 for my phone um, with Vodafone and I was paying, I think, like $120 a month. And I jumped on Google and I thought, surely that's not, you know, that's not right. That's not a good deal. That seems like an exorbitant amount of money to be paying just to text and use Facebook. So, yeah, I just jumped on, I think it was like iSelect or something and then looked at comparative um, phone deals. I'd realised that I no longer needed to be paying for my actual handset on my phone. So that wiped out, I think it was 40 bucks a month. I could then just switch over to a SIM only plan. Um, I didn't need to be paying for the phone. So then just negotiated with them what the best deal was. I mentioned that I'd been a loyal customer for 10 or so years. They knocked another 10 bucks off a month for that. Wow, it still um, works, does it? That old trick. Yeah, totally. I think with this, there's so many um, competitors out there these days. I think anyone one will fight for yeah. your business and your service. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that like the whole phone thing. So, I'm on a mm. SIM-only contract myself and, mm-hmm. you know, as part of the M3 team, like uh, JP who does all our socials and that, we were talking mm. about phones the other day and I'm like, oh, I'll just jump online because I'll just get the business to buy a, a, an iPhone for the mm. just for socials basically. You can get an iPhone 7 like brand new for like mm. $500 outright. Yeah, and people will still pay over three grand for the newest and greatest. We're like the 12s out, you know, now or just about out around this time of recording. And, Mm. you know, that's over two grand. So, how can you be strategic in your life to go, hey, a new smartphone, be it an Mm. iPhone 7, they're a good bloody phone. Um, It will last two years and Mm. I can just go and get a $35 a month SIM only plan or something like that. Well, that's right. And they offered me that. They said, oh, you know, your your um, handset's paid off. You can you can upgrade, you know, free upgrade. You'll just continue paying the same amount and we'll upgrade you for free. But it's not for free because instead of cancelling my handset payments and going down to a yeah, $35, $40 a month plan from 120 that's not free. That's just extending a contract. So I, I love, like, you've literally touched on something there. And I was going to have a bit of a rant about it. And maybe I can have a rant to you about it because I wanted to do this episode about nothing is free. And totally. I'll give you the example. I went to BP the other day and, you know, you rock up and they said, oh, do you want two, a water and or a Mars bar or something for mm. free? Mm. And I said no and I just paid and I, and I mm. drove away and I thought, it's actually not free because at some point it's getting paid for and mm. in the background they're just cooking the books because they can somehow uh, get more of a margin off the chocolates or whatever and then discount mm-hmm. the fuel or, or whatever that is. Or their own brand of sandwiches yeah, or whatever it is. All yeah, that crap. So, yeah. the <laughs> next time I went in to, to get fuels at, at another BP and I was kind of being smart because I was just like, this is just a ridiculous joke. He, he rocked up because, oh, would you like two waters for free because you've got over 50 litres of fuel? And I said, nah, nah, it's all right. Anyway, I paid. And as soon as it went approved, I said, oh, actually, I will grab them. Did you say it was water? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, it's too late now. I said, but you said it was free. Exactly. So, so where's the catch? <laughs> don't BS me. And we need to be awake to this thing that nothing is free. Now, Absolutely. sure, it's a they're cooking the books in the Mac in the background of the servo to make money on it. It could be, the wash up could be free to you, but if you eat those extra Mars bar calories, Mm. that's actually not free for you. You didn't need it. You didn't have intention of going in there. So 
Absolutely. I really love what you said then that, you know, the phone actually wasn't free mm. and you've actually had to go, hang on, I'm going to use my brain here. Yeah, and I think it, it helped or it, it still does help with mindset changes as well. You know, do you really need that new phone? And that new phone might then lead to a new phone case or a new pair of AirPods. And it's just about changing the way that you look at the items that, that you possess or that you have. You don't need something new and flashy just because it's new and flashy. And I'm thinking I – and I just love these conversations. Like I'm trying to get out of the – current model cycle in my life. And so, my current cars that I have, one's the 2010 Volvo and the 2011 Prado, right? They're good cars. Now, five, six, seven, ten years ago, even, you know, most recently, I would get cars that are one year old, two year old, just to get the current shape. So, now I've had to, I've just tried to get myself out of that current shape car model mentality and I need a new phone at the moment, I'm tempted just to go and buy a seven myself, to be honest. It'd be the smart option. I mean, if if you're going to practice what you preach, but it's hard and it's not something that just happens and then it stays that way forever. I mean- Well, (laughs) yeah. And I think it's more um, like I can go out and afford a brand new phone. That's not the problem. I think the problem is, do we need to get caught up in the latest and greatest at all times? Absolutely. And just feeding into that. So then it just, the, the totally. world just it's perpetuates this, this, that yeah, forever. Yeah. Consumption, <laughs> consumption, consumption. Precisely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Now, one thing that sparked uh, a bit of attention in the group was surveys for cash or gift vouchers. Mm. So, talk to us about this. And you were commuting at the time. Uh, mm. So, what did you do there? Yeah, so I was looking for a little bit of way to pass the time. I was um, living in Western Sydney and travelling into the actual city um, every day for work. So it was about four hours every day, two hours there, two hours back. And I originally started off just doing some uni work on the train but then got over that. So I thought, how else can I make myself maybe a little bit more productive on this massive commute because that's a really big chunk of my day and just kind of got browsing on the app store thought, oh, let's first look at some games, then let's look at some, you know, whatever else productivity apps that I can play around with for two hours. And I'd stumbled across a survey app. So it was like a market research app called Octopus Surveys. Um, And they were basically advertising short uh, one to 20-minute surveys that you complete on the app, on the phone, and then you'd be paid in either cash, bank transfer, or gift cards. So I thought, okay, like, is this a scam? I'd I'd never really heard of anything like this before. Jumped on Google, seemed pretty legit to me. I'm usually a pretty good judge of character. (laughs) I can usually judge whether or something's going to be pretty dodgy or not and thought, no, I'll give this a go. Didn't need to put any bank details in or anything. So jumped on, completed a couple of surveys. The first week, I think I had enough points to redeem a $20 gift card. I redeemed that for I think it was a Kmart gift card and then, yeah, realised how easy it was for me to sit on the train, fill in some surveys about, you know, the the latest branding or design of a Coke can or a Pepsi can and give my opinion and then be paid, yeah, in in redemption of a gift card. (laughs) Wow. So, it's almost like you're using this layer approach that uh, Kate McCullum talked about on one of our podcasts um, Mm -hmm. where it's just like not only you're commuting, you're using that time to earn money. 
Literally, it was time I was spending on Instagram or Facebook anyway. Um, and the more you do these kind of things, the, the more interesting it kind of becomes. You kind of, you build up like points and levels and then you kind of get access or permissions to more in-depth or more detail surveys. So they ask you about, yeah, your current consumer trends or yeah, how do you like the look of this label or this advertisement? Um, so it's not just, yeah, sitting there clicking buttons. It is, it is kind of interesting once you kind of wrap your head around it. <laughs> yeah, wow. You mentioned that at one time you spent over $300 a week on groceries, mm. uh, buying bougie health foods, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> now, was that $300, was it for yourself? Were you in a relationship at the time? What was that? Yeah, at the time, it was just me living on my own. This was when I was not earning tremendous amounts of money either. So it was probably, gosh, a third of my income was being spent at Woolworths or at the health food store, um, just on the most unnecessary of items, you know, like $12 spirulina powders or just the most random things that I felt was necessary at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just so out of touch. <laughs> and then, so then you moved to meal prep. Yeah, just kind of having an understanding of grocery shopping in general. Yeah. Um, I think knowing seasonal, what, what food is seasonal, buying seasonal produce, not spending, you know, $8 on a bunch of kale if it's not kale season. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, just that kind of stuff. I guess yeah. it's that just being dialed in, being intentional. And mm. I always like wondered, I'm like, is Aldi actually cheaper? And then I was in Byron Bay and I went to the Aldi there and mm. I usually buy um, dates and I'll have, you know, two dates of a morning, good little healthy mm-hmm. snack. Um, mm-hmm. And I bought some dates up there and the packet was $2 cheaper than Woolworths and Coles dates. Mm-hmm. And it's probably come from the same place that the Woolworths dates have come from. Probably. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I want to ask you about putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. blood-sucking relationships. <laughs> but, In that order? <laughs> yes. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Sure. I'm going to go and get a drink and come back mm. and we're going to chat about this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. All right, so don't be afraid to put yourself out there and getting rid of blood-sucking relationships. Now, were the relationships uh, part of putting yourself out there? <laughs> um, kind of, you know. I think um, a part of having the confidence to get rid of these blood-sucking relationships goes hand-in-hand hand with having the confidence to put yourself out there. So I think both of those two things just stem with having enough confidence in yourself. And I think, like, Correct me for if I'm wrong, and mm. I'm happy to be wrong because I'm used to being wrong like most of the, <laughs> most of the time. Um, I was thinking like back the other day when I was 24, 25, mm. you just sometimes in some circumstances, you are just not a confident person because mm. you just haven't had the life, the adult, the whatever experience. Mm. And the crap that I used to put up with 10 years ago, mm. I would not put up with today. Absolutely. So, I guess for someone 
in their meet or less than 25, I guess, what gems would you have about in terms of quitting your comfortable job and, Mm. you know, really building up that internal fortitude just to give it a shot? Yeah, I guess just knowing that that you're not alone, like you're not the only person that's having these internal little struggles. I mean, if you're feeling unfulfilled or you're feeling like you, you don't quite know what you want to do or maybe you're on the wrong path, like you're not the only person in the world that's ever felt like that. Um, and sometimes it kind of does does feel like that. You think you look on Instagram or even your family and friends and everyone looks like they have everything put together and you think, but I don't feel like that or I don't have that stop with the comparisons and, and you're not the only one that's dealt with those those struggles. So coming to terms with that and, and you're running your own race. So whatever that looks like to you, whatever the path looks like to you, just be confident that it's your race. doesn't matter what it looks like to anyone else or what it looks like on paper or on, on, on Instagram. Just be confident in the decisions that you make uh, and, and be confident in the life that you're creating for yourself. Yeah, because it's actually no one's bloody business. If, Absolutely. You know, if you want to do something and then a friend of yours says, no, you're an idiot. It's like, well, I might be an mm. idiot, but I'm an idiot doing it this way because it suits me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess, um, you know, just, just show them how much of an idiot that you're not. Like, even if initially it seems like you've made this horrible mistake, it's, you know, you still have time to turn that around or you, you have time to still make that your own. So, yeah, I think just being confident in the decisions that you make um, and, and, yeah, not being afraid to kind of create your own path. You, you don't have to do something just because that's what your parents did or what all your friends are doing. Yeah, for me it was not being afraid to go out on a limb and, and do this thing that I was passionate about, even though it may on paper have looked like the scarier or the sillier option. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, you know, I want to talk about the blood sucking relationships thing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, people telling you, oh, don't do that. And you're like, shut up, mind your own business. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of this um, two layered approach. There's the, your close inner circle of you would hope life-giving friends who have you back and want you to succeed. I think Mm -hmm. if you were bouncing something legitimate off one of your friends and they said, oh, look, this might not work because of that. And you're like, oh, that's a really good point. I won't do that. Mm -hmm. But if it's that second layer of friends of friends that you see once every two months that, or your work colleagues who don't really know you or don't really care for you, Mm -hmm. I think it's um, just having that, I guess knowing the difference of what opinion actually is worth it and what Mm -hmm. actually matters. So the blood sucking relationships, (laughs) did you have to cull any of them yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think me prior to kind of taking this almost seems like a life revolution (laughs) or a a life uplift, I think over the last couple of years or last yeah, almost two years. Um, Absolutely. I've cut friends. Um, I went through a relationship separation, even some family, a lot of that, a lot of just people that weren't really in my corner that were telling me they were in my corner. Um, Probably the best example I can give would be with my friend circle. So I was notorious for being the friend that would invite everyone out to dinner and kind of want to showboat that I was super successful and, you know, I'll pay for the bill or, you know, I'll get this round, I'll get the next round as well, you know, flashing the debit card around, showing everyone that, you know, I could afford to shout everyone a round of drinks. 
um, and just kind of doing that almost to like prove myself to them when there was nothing to prove in the first place. So just knowing who is willing to, I guess, leech off that or, or milk that and then cutting that. Yeah, and I think it is that dance with you want to be generous mm. but you don't want to, one, be doing it to boost your own ego mm. or to be doing it out of any kind of weird obligation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I put in the Facebook post as well that a few of my friends at the time were just working casual retail jobs and, you know, I'd, I'd been in my full-time job for a little while and earning obviously a lot more than them and it was almost after a little while, yeah, an, an, an obligation that I felt that I needed to pay for the round or pay for the bill at dinner um, because, you know, they were still in their casual retail job and they, they knew the position that I was in because of you know, all my past shouting and because of all the, the past bills that I'd pay for it, almost then it just became like expected. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, it's a wild time. Now, I'll finish kind of with this. Like you said in the post that you're basically thankful for the community and having the weekly pep talks um, mm. because I really – there's not much I can actually say each week because <laughs> to, to be good with your money, it's basically uh, spend less than you earn, invest the rest. Like that's kind yeah. of how to be good with money. Um, mm-hmm. And we do try and chop that up. But within that, you know, this whole podcast, it is that weekly check-in. It is the weekly encouragement. And that's what I wanted set out to do. So how important was that to have that, I guess, community in the background yeah, it was everything, especially when, when you do maybe set out on this journey by yourself. Um, you know, you may be the only one in your friend group that's trying to pay down debt and everyone else might still be living their frivolous, you know, exorbitant lives, traveling or buying things. And when you feel like you're missing out, I think this is a really good place to turn to when you kind of question whether or not you still want to be on this path and just hearing everyone's stories and, you know, in the Facebook group, just knowing that there's so many other people that are behind you and th- there's so much logic to this process. Um, I think it's, it makes the world of difference and yeah. sometimes, yeah, it can be the deciding factor between giving up or continuing to push through. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I'm just so pumped for you because you've got <laughs> such a banging income. You've mm. got, uh, no debt mm. and you're so young. And now it's the pressure of what to do with all of that. Well, <laughs> well before don't, that, don't I, I, was about to, uh, I was about to correct myself and say, and we are both young. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, I don't think there should be any pressure now. Like I think it's cool to have some type of goal just for your own mm-hmm. well-being and some, you know, just so you've got some type of reason for waking up of the morning. <laughs> but um, what, like, you know, what are you, I guess, in terms of financially, what are um, you aiming for now? I'd love to buy a house. Um, I've kind of, no one in my kind of immediate families ever really owned property. Um, I kind of came from very low income family and everyone's kind of stayed in that demographic. So I'd like to break that tradition and, and like own a piece of Australia and own my own little piece of land and yeah, buy a house. Um, that's obviously 
maybe mid midterm kind of goal. I think right now it's I just want to breathe a little bit. I was so knuckled down for so long. I think now it's really nice just to have a few dollars in my bank account that can just sit there. Um, it, it's just going to chill for a little bit. I've got my raise account that I'm slowly popping some money into. So I've got that ticking over in the background, but just maybe for the next two, three months, I think for now, um, just staying put, reassessing and just having that, that plan really concrete, like I did initially with the debt. Have you got like your emergency fund sorted? Yeah, I've still managed to keep my three months. So I've got three months of living expenses. So good. (laughs) I mean, so basically what you're telling me, based on the loose numbers that Mm -hmm. of paying off the debt, Mm -hmm. you may have a spare $400 to $500 a week. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit more, yeah. yeah. So so realistically, yeah. on the Glenn James spending plan, when you mm. do all the numbers, mm. uh, does it say like what's left over per year, like 25 or 30 grand or something like that, does it? Yeah, yeah it'll give me my – because I've punched it all in um, fortnightly. I get paid fortnightly. Yeah. So it's got my fortnightly um, kind of surplus and then yeah. I've got, yeah, broken that down into the, the annual amount as well. Yeah. So I, I think like, yeah, take a load off um, – yeah, I think you're just <laughs> so good. You can do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, the only other thing I'd probably say is uh, at some point you might need another car. So, do we have to set up a you know, a couple hundred dollars of that a week into mm. another account? I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing. But yeah, good point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Too much pressure. Someone tell me what to do. Yeah. Have you... Um, have you ever seen an advisor? I haven't, no. Um, I reckon, do you idea. know what you should do? Mm-hmm. Have you got all like your insurances sorted? Yep, I've got everything that I need to, nothing unnecessary. So, but- you've, so you've got your, um, so I'm just thinking in terms of mm-hmm. like the sound found financial house, you've got your emergency fund, you've got yep. your, your cashed up and your debt free mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you've got a spending plan, you've got mm-hmm. your income insurances. Um, yep. Have you got your wills? and your power of attorney in place. I don't, no. So, I think that's probably just a bit of housekeeping that I would True. encourage you to do before the end of the year. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, if you need a recommendation for a lawyer, I'm happy to introduce you to mine or you're in the law mm-hmm. world anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's just housekeeping and yeah. it's just it's just another tick box. Um, another peace of mind, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I, I just think it's so important uh, just mm. to do those housekeeping things. Who's mm-hmm. your super with? Uh, Host Plus. Host Plus, sweet. So, your yeah. soup is all nailed. Yeah, I would like to think so. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, it's like your foundation to your life, mm. apart from the will, is mm. done. Yeah, essentially, yeah. And I guess now you've just got to, or I've got to determine how mm. I build build the rest. So, what- And that's, and I guess that's what I was going to say. Like, I would encourage mm. you to maybe have a, um, a session uh, that James Millard, he's an advisor and a friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. he runs it and it's called a uh, Define Sufficient Session. And it's mm-hmm. basically like a um, a goal-setting one-on-one session that mm-hmm. will really give you clarity about what you want your life to look like. Uh, yeah. So, maybe something like that. But again, if I was in your position, I'd just be like, oh, I'll just might do the will and my power of attorney and then just save money. And then next year over the summer break or whatever, I'll I'll just think what I want to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and just having that freedom now, I think, just to be able to, to do that if I want to pick up and move again or when we can travel, just yeah, having that ability. Have to freedom. move up to the sunny central coast. Don't tempt me. It's um, looking very lucrative at the moment. Yeah, because I think, you know, between now and when you work out what you want to do, uh, mm. the worst thing that can happen is that you save more money. Exactly. And that's if that's right. the worst thing, like, yeah. shut up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. So, well, that's been really encouraging. Uh, if you are listening and you're under 30, uh, there's still time. If you are Absolutely. listening and you're under 40, <laughs> there's still time. <laughs> if you are listening and you're laying in the coffin at your funeral, you've left it too late. But anyone else... <laughs> There's still time to, (laughs) you've still got time. But looking back, I've, what I've gleaned from this conversation, you got to the point where this debt was dumb and I know it and it's causing me stress. You change your mindset about, no, this is rubbish. I can do better. Clean the debt up. Having good money systems gave you the confidence to jump and get that better job. Uh, and you just put the hustle in, you were intentional with your money, you got rid of losers out of your life <laughs> and it's all good basically. Absolutely, <laughs> Take me yeah. home, Jesus, you're done. <laughs> take yeah. the wheel. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. I love it. Oh, Carrie Underwood. I actually saw her in Sydney when she supported Keith Urban. Oh, stop it. And yes, I, I do like a bit of country, everyone, so shut up. So do I. No judgment here. Really? Oh. <laughs> Watched the, um, the, the awards the other night. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. um, well, you're probably more into country than me. I'm opening <laughs> Spotify. I'll tell you who I've been listening to lately. Um, I've been listening to Rustin Kelly's album. It's a new album oh. called oh. Uh, Shape and Destroy. Actually, I've got okay. your phone number. I'll, are you on Spotify? Yes. Can you link me? Yeah, I'm going to send you the link right now. Share. Uh, And then I've been listening to another, I think she's a Nashville artist and Mm -hmm. her name is Ray Lynn. Uh, And I think she was like an American Idol runner up or something one time. Yeah. And and she's got an album called Wild Horse. Oh. So, yeah, they're basically a couple of bangers that I've been listening to. Here we go, guys. Not just a money podcast anymore. <laughs> I know. It's like Glenn's music tips. R&B Fridays. Yeah. It's like Glenn's music tips applicable to 3% of the population. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's tuned off by now. Totally. Now, thanks for coming on. I'm going to get you to text me your postal address. I'm going to cool. send you up. Uh, there's a book by Paul Benson. He was on the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. It's called Financial Autonomy the money mm-hmm. book that gives you choice. So that will be a good one for you to read. He, um, oh, thanks. He sent me some of them to give away. He hasn't cool. signed it, so I might sign it on his behalf. Lol, don't oh, sue. Um, I'll frame it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll scribble out Paul Benson and write Glenn James on it. <laughs> so it has been real and uh, thanks for being part of the M3 community. Cool. Thanks, Glenn. I've loved our chat. <laughs> We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. 
Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.